Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. This is the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water right here on 93.7 The Ticket. And Nick Sainert is back. We kicked Big Sky out. We had to kick him out of the state, actually. Uh, we we hate Big Sky. <laughs> That's right. Big Sky hates me. I hate him. <laughs> Fair enough. And now he's moved on to Iowa, so everybody can have a little yeah. distaste for Big Sky. Uh, but congrats to him to going out and getting a nice job out there. Um, but we will continue things here on uh, the Ticket Water Cooler uh, for now with Nick. We'll see We'll see if uh, if your schedule allows that to remain that way. But uh, yeah. a little bit of, of, as usual, I mean, working in radio, if you haven't noticed, if you've listened for a while, it's always in flux. But that's where we are once again with, uh, with yeah. losing big sky but here we are um obviously a great weekend of sports um really a a tough one to kind of figure out is is tom brady has he retired (laughs) not officially it sounds like still not official i don't think still not official but can you blame tom brady for wanting to do it on his own like that whole thing was kind of crappy how they they released they released it and stuff and i know that's part of their job and when they hear stuff they want to be the first to report it and all that and, and I get that. Like, if I was them, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, that, I'm not. I'm not shaming them for. Yeah, for it's reporting a pretty big it. story. If you it's get it's it. a huge thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I don't get that at all. But make sure it's right. Yeah. Like, make sure that. Well, and it's weird because they're like, I think it was uh, like ESPN and, and the NFL Network. Like, they're still running with it. Yeah. And like, there's been yeah, this like whole like, like this whole ESPN sources say Tom Brady's retiring. That's yeah. what they say now. It's like so, uh, still on the ticker on the bottom. It's sources. Yeah, Tom Brady. But he retiring. hasn't like told his dad yet. Like his dad <laughs> yeah. came out and's like, yeah, I don't. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady was like, I. Tom Brady's agent was like, he has not retired yet. He has yeah. not. Bruce Arians was like, he has not told us that he's retiring yet. Or Jason Light, the the general manager, I guess from Fremont. Yeah, I mean he plays a big role. Yeah, he does, and, and of course, there's plenty of big roles from former Huskers uh, all around the NFL <laughs> and all around football having success, which is uh, part of the struggle, uh, part of the problem here. Do you find yourself rooting for the Bengals rather easily, or do you do you have mixed feelings? I've kind of now, mixed feelings right now. I think I'm torn on the Super Bowl matchup. Before, I, I honestly did not care that much. Um, I, I was more just watching the football. Yeah, like, that was fun. Uh, but in, in terms of the Super Bowl, I'm torn because. I'm excited and happy that Matthew Stafford's finally going to get a chance to win a Super Bowl, and it's because of MVP Cooper Cup. But <laughs> I don't mind you pushing. No, no, I, I'm just joking. But no, it's I'm glad that Matthew Stafford's going to get an opportunity because I've Why, always are you a big Stafford guy. I, I do like Matthew Stafford. I always thought he was a gunslinger in Detroit. Yeah, he's fun to watch, and he just throws the ball around a ton, so that's fun to watch. But now he's actually able to compete for one. But part of me is sitting here like, yeah, it would be cool to see Joe Burrow win one in his second year, but and it would be cool for Zach Taylor to do it. But I also am not a, a big fan of how everybody's just suddenly Bengals fans. <laughs> well, like in Nebraska, the, like yeah. everybody's like, oh, now it's time to pay attention to Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor's our favorite former Husker and all this, and 
I, I'm just not in that boat quite yet. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because Zach Taylor, he kind of fit in that category to me with Theron Lou, where it's like, man, you're doing great stuff, and there seems to be just this disconnect to where there's yeah. no, like, the pro big red stuff, which has come out now. Like, the university is fully bought in. Yeah. But it didn't – it wasn't there. No. <laughs> like, it wasn't organic. No. It was waiting until they became relevant, and that's what mm-hmm. happened with Theron Lou. Like, they didn't retire his jersey until after he won a title with LeBron. Yeah. It was like if, if, if the feeling was natural to retire his jersey, would have been done well long before that but you kind of waited until the relevance hit so it's been weird um but it's all together just very strange I mean obviously you cheer for Huskers um former Huskers in the NFL I do that first and foremost I I do like the Arizona Cardinals that's my team um but I'll have to admit I cheer for Huskers first and foremost maybe not if they're going up, up against the Cardinals or whatever but um like you know, some people do that with the NBA more so than anything. You just kind of gravitate to players. I feel like I've that's kind of the done case, that with yeah. the NFL a little bit, um, and, and I'll always cheer. And, and so I, I've been cheering for Zach Taylor, but it's just it's it's not just Zach Taylor. The Joe the Joe Burrow element certainly plays a big factor in there. The fact that Brian Callahan, the son of Bill Callahan, is, is the offensive coordinator is very strange. The offensive co- or the wide receiver coach is Troy Walters, who yep. just like so it's like the Callahan era. The Scott Frost era and like everybody's contributing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Riley's era even has Stanley Morgan thrown in there. So <laughs> that's it's like true, that's true. everybody like all there's a lot of Nebraska connections and just weird. Uh, it's just this weird dynamic of what could have been. It's not what could be in the future. Joe Burrow, you can't mm-hmm. go back and get him now. Um, Zach Taylor, maybe you hope that he that he could uh, eventually land at Nebraska. But he's in a rare stratosphere now uh, of being a Super Bowl Coach, I mean that that's like that's kind of where Teron Lou's kind of been is that you know I'm I'm NBA first and foremost and why not why not do it at the highest level um so he's almost surpassed his maybe Nebraska's opportunity unless you get him on the downfall <laughs> oh that that's really interesting to think about the future for for that. That, that would be very interesting. I mean, it'd be a huge get for Nebraska. I saw this thing on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but there were a lot of fans saying, "Oh yeah, Zach Taylor was part of." the worst part moments of Husker history in the last 20 years or whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, wasn't he the big 12 player of the year or something? <laughs> and, and if that was the downfall of Husker history, what is going on right now? Yeah. There's literally no truth to that. I mean, <laughs> the teams no that he was on was or like eight and eight and four and nine and five. We'd kill for that. Oh yeah. We'd absolutely kill for that. We would. Um, in there, fact, there, would, there would be a sacrifice of, of Herbie or little red or whatever we want to do. <laughs> if we want to sacrifice somebody, we would do that for, for nine and five. Uh, would you would you would you give up the mascot for nine and five right now? Mm, I don't know. See, I I like Little Red. I know there's a lot of people out there that hate Little Red. I love Little Red. How he bounces on his head and stuff. <laughs> That's about all he's got. I, yeah, I, I love I love I love Little Red. I Herbie kind of, sometimes kind of spooks me a little bit. Herbie Herbie's different, man. Um, especially he takes his hat off also. Oh yeah. That's kind of weird. That's, when he does that's that. freaky. Yeah. Cause then you see his hair <laughs> and it's like all just like perfectly combed back. Oh, so yeah. it's a little At spooky times. that way. Yeah. It depends on if he does his hair that morning. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a little spooky if, if, if Herbie takes his hat off. So, this might be a hot take. I'd rather sacrifice Herbie than Little Red. <laughs> I don't think we need to sacrifice either of the mascots. Uh, was, I don't think there was that that's talks with that. Oh, I know, but that's more before, like because of what you said is that there's just this natural distaste for adults that don't like her Little Red. Little Red's for kids. <laughs> They're not supposed to necessarily. What, what are you like saying him. about me, Big? Or, oh, Big <laughs> Buck. What are you saying about me? I'm not saying anything. I just I think it's weird that there's this 
that there is this like people would it's not necessarily that they would sacrifice they would just want to end they just pop red. them yeah just pop them <laughs> just but they wouldn't have to trade that in you know for a nine win season they just be like oh let's just do it <laughs> yeah they'd be like we don't care we just want to get rid of a little red anyway uh, what would they just stick with Herbie then? Would it just be a one mascot Nebraska team then? I think so. Yeah. They wouldn't add a second one. They could do like a. I mean, they might have to. Like you've seen the 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 Florida alligator. They have a female alligator. You can get like a female really? Herbie. Yeah. I I think Nebraska needs to get a live mascot. I'm not sure they would have what? to. They would have to change some things. But like the Georgia Bulldog well, and, yeah. and the Tiger at LSU. But what was super be? cool? Don't know what it would be. That's that's for them to figure out. <laughs> But the whole live aspot, as, or the live whole live mascot action of the thing um, would be would be really cool. Oh, I love live mascots. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that there's a natural selection there for a Nebraska unless <laughs> it's just a guy, like a like a yeah, a okay, dude. like the Notre Dame thing. Yeah, get the li- get a live mascot. Herbie Herbie is whack. <laughs> I'm sorry. Herbie needs to go. At least they have like a leprechaun though. You just <laughs> you can't just have like this guy. Shucks corn. The, the whole the whole like Syracuse orange thing too. Yeah. It's just an orange. Yeah. It's stupid. There's there's a lot of So you just want like a red circle maybe? The Kool-Aid. Uh, How about the Kool-Aid? The guy? Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Get a real life. That's not Kool-Aid a live man. guy though. That's <laughs> please. Uh, you're talking about a dude. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they would do. There's Augie really... says John Cena in overalls. Well, see oh, that would you be ha- pretty You cool. have to incorporate overalls. Yeah. Overalls <laughs> and then maybe a till? If you if you, the guy's holding a till, I'm just not sure. A, a live dude, like you said, like a bulldog or Ralphie's cool, but a guy isn't hey, that hard. cool. <laughs> but a guy isn't that cool. There's guys everywhere. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's gonna work with Nebraska. No, a live it will. Mascot. We give change the name of the Cornhuskers. Just scrap just so you scrap the Cornhuskers. <laughs> so Justin says, I feel like you're calling for Farmer Fran from the Water Boy to be Nebraska's live mascot. No. I, I'm just saying, give something that people, everybody loves. Kids love them. Make them f- kid friendly. I mean, you got that in Little Red. That's why I like Little yeah, Red so I think much. they're fine with the mascots they have, to be honest. I don't, we don't have to <laughs> sacrifice them. I don't think there's a whole lot of ingenuity that we can do to, as, as far as making them too much better. They're just guys. There's, there's not much you can work with there. Give them a big red hat. That's kind of what we're. That's kind of what they deal with right now. So, Do you think the Notre Dame mascot's stupid? Uh, no. He may, I mean, but he makes sense. It, it like... You could play off the leprechaun thing, right? Playing off that's a little bit more fun than playing off like a farmer. That's, okay. That's just a lot of the crowd. Too. Somebody says every fall we grow one corn plant in a pot that we parade on the field. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> just have it have it sitting up there, man. That's perfect. Just have it sitting up there. Every single weekend, folks can just tell about how tall it is, how much it's grown in the last week, and you'll be... You'll be all good. I do so. think that they should do the, uh, like, you know how Georgia has between the hedges? They should do that between be the cool. corn stalks. Yeah. That, that would be cool. Just a you, line you, of them. You would have a problem, though, because you wouldn't be able to see over them eventually. Yeah, I guess so. If you want to actually grow them, unless you throw throw out the <laughs> fake ones. Yeah, I think you'd have to have fake <laughs> you'd ones. You'd have to have fake ones. All right, that's, that's enough mascot talk. <laughs> not expecting we'll figure it, it out. Not expecting to go down that alley today. Let's go to Mike on the hunt of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Mike, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Oh, not too I, I bad. Wanted to, I wanted to get back to mm-hmm. that discussion about Ty Lue. Um, I actually think he has a much better chance of coming some back someday than Zach Taylor. Yeah. Just do the fact, and, and I don't know, neither guys called me up and told me what their future uh, plans are, but um, 
you know, he made it very obvious he wanted to come. He wanted the job. And granted, it was before the Clippers, but when he got let go from the Cavs, he let it be known that he wanted to come to Lincoln, and he was mm-hmm. politicking for it. And the NBA, the way it is, you know, I mean, he was taking some heat last year. Then they made a nice run in the playoffs. Then he was great. Now they've had some injuries, and they're around 500, and they're bouncing in and out of the playoffs. You know, and we'll see how that uh, mm-hmm. plays out. But I, I could see him coming back to Lincoln much more than Zach Taylor, who both sports have to recruit. But I think football recruiting would be brutal. I mean, that's 365 days a year. Just my opinion. Curious what you guys think. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for the call, Mike. I, I'd agree with you. Like, at this point, Obviously, Zach Taylor's at the the peak of his his career. The the, the teams couldn't be any happier with no. him. He looks like it, you know, and that's also well, a franchise that stuck with Marvin Lewis for 15 years or whatever mm-hmm. it was without winning a playoff game. So perhaps he's going to have a lot of longevity there. He's got Joe Burrow right there. I mean, everything's set up for Zach Taylor, perhaps to I mean run that division or you know mm-hmm. that that division there for quite some time with Roethlisberger now out. Lamar's kind of back and forth. So that'll be a great battle. But um, obviously, the Browns will just throw them out. I don't think Baker Mayfield's <laughs> in that conversation. The Browns should be so much better. I'm sorry. Well, if they get a quarterback, they, they might be. be but so much Baker kind of holds them back from that yeah. discussion. Um, so, I mean, I yeah, it looks like right now Zach Taylor has couldn't have any better job security, whereas Teron Lue doesn't probably have quite as much with the Clippers, and yeah. and it doesn't take too much for NBA teams to let guys go. But either way. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that there is a little bit more love for those guys, and I think there is now, and I think it's going to, to stay there with Zach Taylor, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. Um, you might have him back for the spring game or whatever. I mean, who knows what we could do moving forward with it, but um, I, I just found it weird that it took a while to, to get there, and it, it took them getting to, like, championship-level play yeah. for there be, to be too much love for them from the state of Nebraska when, I mean, at least for just me as a personal fan, like, I love their careers, follow them all along, mm-hmm. um, and so... It, it's just it's just kind of weird that way, but absolutely it's it's I, I think there's a better chance for Tron Lou to return here. I, I don't know if that would obviously be. I mean, the timing would have to work out right. He has been vocal in the past too about being you know the NBA is kind of his that's his goal. He doesn't really think about college basketball too much. But mm-hmm. as Mike said, when the opening was there, I don't know if he was using that for leverage or whatever, but he did make it uh, somewhat known that he was interested in the Nebraska job. Well, it would be interesting because with a guy like Tyron Lou. Um, in the NBA, like kind of Mike said, and you to- talked about it a little bit, Bach, too, when he did win the championship with the Cavs, there was that whole thought of how much did Ty Lue really do? Yeah. Because it's LeBron. It's a LeBron team. And and I'm not for, I'm not in that boat of, oh, it was all the players, it was all LeBron. Like, I'm not part of that boat. But the Cavs just shipped him off, and they were fine with it. And and that's that's like that one thing with the NBA, like you said, it's a lot of player-led kind of an organization. Yeah. Where the NFL, Zach Taylor was 2-14 and 14 and then they hit on a really, really exciting quarterback, and you're sitting there thinking, man, this quarterback has them set for the rest of, of you know, 10 years maybe, five years, yeah. maybe, maybe go smaller, five years. And you expect, you know, barring anything wild, Joe Burrow's going to get a huge extension once his rookie contract's up. Like like you said, Zach Taylor set, Jamar Chase is young, that they, they maybe need to boost their offensive line once again. We were saying the same thing at the end of last season, that they just need to get a better offensive line and, and then to protect Joe Burrow, well, now they're in the Super Bowl. So it's a guy, you're, you're absolutely right, Bach, about Zach Taylor. There's definitely a better chance for Ty Lue to come back. And maybe it's in the work. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I would say it's in the works. Not in the, the works, Unfortunately but, for both these guys, like, 
<laughs> well, Nebraska might have openings, right? Um, probably for Hoiberg, it would be after this season, yep. like two, going into next season if that fails. Same kind of thing with Frost, right? Um, so either way, mm-hmm. the timing just kind of has to be right for those things to work out, and I, I don't think that'll necessarily be the case. Maybe the Clippers fail, and then he, he can't. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's the type of guy that could get an assistant job at any time he wants to in the NBA, and and bide his time for another opening. So um, I I don't know if it'll ever happen. I just like to see that Nebraska's at least embracing those guys a little bit. More. I, I will say it is it's alarming if you're Zach Taylor. And that maybe not maybe not alarming. That's not the right word, but it might rub Zach Taylor the wrong way if, like, the first time Nebraska's had communication with him since his time here is after the Super Bowl, saying, "Hey, you want to come back now?" Yeah, like that 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 would rub, I think, a lot of people the wrong way, and rightfully so, because now if you're Zach Taylor, you're sitting there thinking, "Okay, now you want to talk to me because I just won the Super Bowl, or I was just in yeah. the Super Bowl." So, like, that would be different interesting if that's the case I don't know if it is who knows if Nebraska's had contact but in that whole discussion of you know pro big red and those tweets and everything it just started once he finally got successful and well so that's something and maybe on behalf of 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 the university and and Maybe the thing is that you don't want to put pressure on your current coaches, right? Like when it's obvious when they win championships, send out the celebration. Yeah. So I mean, when they're when it's clear that they're like doing something historical, go ahead and give the the, the celebration. But if they're just you know it's week five and they're I'm not saying two that. and three or yeah. something, but you like, but it is important to note like it it just didn't seem like when he got the job there wasn't like that mm-hmm. big of a fanfare around it or anything like that for yeah. Nebraska, and, and you know. It, it, but uh, maybe part of that is to help your current coaches not be looking like why are they always sending this guy. Maybe they need to <laughs> yeah because something before to. wasn't working let's go know. to uh, outdoors kevin on the hunt of lincoln out hotline outdoors kevin how are you doing hey thanks you kind of almost hit on something i was going to talk about is you know when zach taylor you know was coming up through the ranks or whatever no one ever talked mm-hmm. about him none of our beloved uh, journalists uh would hardly ever wouldn't make a comment about zach taylor you know, he was part of that Callahan era, and no one really liked Callahan, so who cares about his players? Well, now all of a sudden, Zach Taylor's a hot commodity, and now everybody thinks we should try to get him. If I was him, I wouldn't look at, look back at Nebraska for the way, you know, the journalist and some of the fans, you know, uh, talk about him and stuff like that. But I'll hang up and think. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the call. It's kind of weird, too. Like, Zach Taylor's playing career got um, overshadowed pretty quickly as well because Joe Gans obviously followed up. And yeah. and Zach Taylor won the Big 12 uh, player Offensive Player of the Year. Like, he was good. Um, but he didn't have a whole lot of mobility. So when Joe Gans came in and kind of brought all that together, um, he obviously didn't win the, 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 the big, the, you know, the offensive player of the year or anything, but he kind of helped propel the, the uh, Bo Pelini, uh, re, you know, first year for Bo Pelini kind of moving forward. So um, it, it seems like there's just – so when you look back at that time and you ask anybody basically that's watched the last 25 years, who do you want as a as – a, I shouldn't go to 25 years, maybe 20 years, go back to Crouch. Post-Crouch, who would you want as your quarterback? quarterback they would say Joe Gans and not Zach Taylor though Zach Taylor would always be like your second guy there you just you know Joe Gans was impressive to watch as an athlete altogether that's a really good point and and hitting on outdoors Kevin's uh outdoor Kevin's point I mean when Zach Taylor was at uh Los Angeles or yeah with the Rams under Sean McVay there was a little talk about him of being you know he's one of the top assistants and then once the coach I should say this once the coaching cycle started happening and and guys we were looking at 
you know, possible head coaching candidates for the first time, that's when Zach Taylor's name started being brought up a little bit more because he was one of the one of the top assistants in the NFL under Sean McVay. And, and I tweeted this out. I think it's really, really interesting is the two coaches in the Super Bowl box, 38 years old and 36 years old. I, I think that's really, really fascinating because Zach Taylor is 38, Sean McVay is 36. Yeah. And, and it's just fascinating to see um, because you have the the old, not traditional, I don't want to say that, but the older minds of Bill Belichick and, and Bruce Arians is even, you can put that, Andy Reid as well, but then dueling it out against guys that are 38, 36, and, and Cliff Kingsbury there for a moment as well. I don't know his age um, as well. I, I want to say he's 38 as well, but... At the end of the day, it's really, really well, even fascinating. Even like Kyle Shanahan, 42. Yeah. I mean, there's, that, that's kind of the trend now. It's weird. Is the young offensive coordinator that are, are that are willing to go for it. It's kind of funny, mm-hmm. too, because I always liked um, how crazy it was. Like when you <laughs> – this is very silly to say. But when you play video games, you don't want to punt the ball. You, no. Right? Like why would you yeah. punt the ball? You're playing a video game. It doesn't matter. You're having fun. So on fourth down, you go for it. And you kind of always just thought, well, that's not how it would really be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, these young coaches are like they've, they've – you know they've kind of done the math and, and tried to figure out um, based on uh, based on percentages and stuff they're going for it a lot analytics on down it's a yeah analytics it's a lot more mm-hmm. like uh, when you know so I, I, that has nothing to do with the younger guys coming up <laughs> yeah, or anything but they are they're like more offensive oriented they're more daring right. um, and uh, it's just kind of funny to to uh, to see that kind of play out in real life after, well, after we, you know we saw it yesterday I believe in the game if I remember correctly and maybe I'm messing it up with another football game I was watching last weekend or something but. Uh, the Rams went for it fourth and one or whatever on the San Francisco's like 43 yard line. Yeah, that would have never happened. It would have been 10 years ago. It would have been. All right, let's punt it. Let's uh, maybe take they started it kind of transitioned to punting it. Then it was. All right, let's take a delay of game penalty. Give yeah. us five extra yards of room. Then we'll punt it. And now it's kind of transitioned to either hard counts trying to get the defense to jump because percentages shows that, you know, whatever happens, happens. Number two, it's. Let's just run it right up the gut. And Matthew Stafford went up short. And then Sean McVay challenged because he saw something on the video replay. And then the play just stands. And so it's it's interesting just to see how it all how it kind of has evolved in the last couple years. And we'll get more into those games, too, because I just mentioned that was interesting, too, because the 49ers did the opposite, right? They tried mm-hmm. to draw off sides and, and yep. then took the five-yard penalty. Uh, of course, ended up losing that game. Uh, but it's a little bit different there with, with Jimmy G back there. Um, <laughs> I don't know the confidence the level you have. I mean, that was that was a game that was in the, the you know the game flow was the 49ers way. They don't want a high scoring yeah. game. They don't want to try to outduel Matt Stafford. So it kind of went the 49ers way, but the Rams ended I, up winning it. Jimmy G's a good quarterback, right? Like as compared to like why why are, Jimmy G's a good quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, he's like a top 25 quarterback in the NFL. Really, you're you're saying that? Yeah, but that's still pretty good. Don't get me wrong. But I would put Jimmy G as like a top fifteen guy. Oh man, winning winning percentage, he wins ball games. <laughs> he's thirty five and sixteen because he's with one of the best franchises, like front offices. Right All now. I'm saying is, you put a rookie run running back, or is Elijah Mitchell a rookie? I, I don't know for sure. Either a young guy, yeah. a young guy at running back, and Elijah Mitchell, and you paired him with Debo Samuel, who he's elevated to Debo's game, elevated Ayuk's game. There's there's a chance Jimmy G's a good quarterback. I think he's solid. Uh, We'll talk more about that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.